Uh, today, I'm going to jump into a new series. It's called Made for This. And the series is on relationships. And of course, every time we preach something, it's going to be toward uh, an area of relationships. So sometimes it may not directly speak to you, but it will indirectly speak to you because the principles uh, of God doesn't change. And so you can apply so many principles to uh, relationships and areas of your life, though like today I'm going to talk about parenting. You may not be a parent, but you can apply these principles and relationship uh, principles in many fashions of your life your husband, your boyfriend, a good friend, so forth and so on. Before I do that, I just want to mention a couple things. You should have got some fall back into church cards when you walked in. That's, that's basically so that we have lots of new people in our community. And a lot of people just don't know where to go to church. Uh, it's great that if you would hand that out to somebody at school or somebody at work or somebody in your neighborhood uh, this morning, right, sitting back there, I saw my neighbors here. They've been coming for a couple of, uh, probably three or four weeks now, and it's just so wonderful. And, you know, it's, it's just, you just got to invite them. You, a lot of times people don't know that you exist. That's what those cards are for. They're not just for you. It's for you to use them in order to invite uh, folks out. Yeah, yesterday we had all church prayers. Would you say that with me, all? What does that sound like to you? Sounds like all. But all y'all wasn't there. I pray for the day that our church gathering or our prayer gatherings are like this. Because I'm telling you, it's the steam room. It's the engine room of the church, our prayer gatherings. And we had a powerful time. The last 15 minutes of it, we went out to the cross, and yesterday was the, like the national or, or maybe inner, I would say a national day of mourning for the unborn. Uh, all the children that had been aborted and kids who uh, miscarriage and so, so, more, so much, so far on and on like that. And we just had a wonderful time at the, the cross out there praying in that area, praying for mothers and the impact that's had on families. And I just encourage you to come out to our all prayer times. Today, like I mentioned, we're in this new series called uh, Made for This. It's going to cover the gamut of relationships. Uh, today, I want to speak toward parenting. And my little title is called Parenting Begins With. Parenting begins with, we'll get into that in just a moment. I uh, love the family. I am very, very passionate about the family. The family, my intimate family, the family of God, the church. Uh, I didn't know how much I loved the family until I lost my family, lost my parents at eight to my sister at 17. That was my intimate family, and they were gone. And then I longed to be in a family. And how many of you know that God will put you in a family? the family of God, the church, and it's a wonderful family. I'm very passionate about the church. And it says this in Psalms 68, 6, God settles the solitary in a home. If you don't know what that solitary means, it means lonely and only. He'll take the lonely and put him or her in a family. He'll take the only and put him or her into a family. He did that for me. He'll do that for you. 
I'm very, very passionate about the, the church. And it goes on to say he leads out the prisoners into prosperity, but the rebellious dwell in a parched land. You don't want to be a rebel. Two areas that I'm very passionate about is the lost. I lived a life that was lost for many years, and that is not a good place to live. It's not cool being lost. It's not cool being lost physically. I've been lost elk hunting, and I don't like it. There's emotions that rouse up inside of me, the emotions of fear, the emotions of anger. I was out elk hunting. I turned on my GPS, had no clue turn on my GPS and all my waypoints were gone. It really impacted me. That's not what should happen. If you're not a hunter, you're not a hiker, you don't have a clue what I'm talking about. If you know what I'm talking about, I turned it on and they were gone. I still don't know what happened to them. I just blame it on the devil, right? And so <laughs> being lost is not cool physically or spiritually. If you don't know Christ today, the Bible calls you lost. And you may go through the same things, anger, fear, and so forth and so on. We pray that you come to know Christ, that you're going to have an opportunity to do that. That's one of my passions. My other passion is the family, the family, intimate family and the family of God. Um, I fell in love with the church when I came to know Christ and realized I have an amazing family. Heart of the City Church is a beautiful family, but there are many, many local churches around here that are a family. But then there's the Big C Church. Wherever I go, I was in Peru, and it felt like, wow, family. I, I don't understand mostly anything that you're saying to me, but it felt like family. Go to other countries. I've been in several different countries. I don't know their language, but you can tell it's family. And when you begin to worship, and it's just it's a wonderful thing. Uh, I love my family. I'm going to show a little picture of my family today. I'm super proud of my family. That's my two, well, most of you know my family, my two grandbabies. But if you see my, my daughter lately, my daughter is like, like this. Because she has two baby boys in there, two twins. And so it's, it's pretty cool. She, she's been getting all these really big clothes to cover that area. And, and I hope she doesn't get mad at me. <laughs> Let me finish the title today. Let me finish the title today to the sermon. Parenting begins with praying. J.O., you, you got to bring a big old revelation, J.O. Come on, you need to get, my children are jacked up, man. You better give me a revelation. I am giving you the greatest revelation on the face of the earth. Parenting begins with praying. We seek the face of the perfect parent. His name is God Almighty. Jesus the King. Jesus gave us a way, the way. He gave us the Word. He is the Word. It's the timeless Word. We seek the face of the perfect Father, and we seek His Word. And I'm going to tell you right now, truths and principles do not change. I do not jump on fads or cultural trends for parenting at all. Give me your 100 books. I'm going to take the one book overall. 
I'm going to tell you that right now, okay? Cultural coolness and a manipulating kid is not going to be my compass for parenting. Parenting begins with seeking the face of the perfect father. Over 23 best parenting books, over 100 parenting suggestions, over 3 billion experts. I want to tell you right now, how about the perfect parent? His name is Father God. How about the perfect book? the Bible? How about the perfect Holy Spirit who wants to lead you and guide you? J.O., that stuff hasn't worked for me. I want to tell you right now, it works for everyone. It works it if you work it. It it. It works if you work it, but you have to seek him. Parenting begins with praying and the father that is the perfect parent. Uh, Have you ever prayed an hour in the area of parenting versus talking with a counselor? If you know me, I'm not against counseling. I send people to counseling and therapy all the time. I sent people to counseling this week. I tell you what, when you go to counseling, you better make sure they're godly counselors. Blessed is a man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, right? All of a sudden, you oh, just, you know, five star, you know, the Yelp says this, you know, no, no, you better make sure that they're God-fearing biblical counselors. Don't be doing something foolish and going out there just getting all this kind of, no, no, you want, you want godly counsel so that you can be blessed in all of your ways. I want to tell you this morning that we relate to the God of the universe He revealed himself to us as father. He's the first parent. He's the perfect uh, parent. He's the maker of the heavens and painter of the sky. In him we live and move and have our being. I want to tell you right now, he has the ability to lead and guide us in this thing called parenting. He is the greatest parent. Parenting, have I told you this yet? Parenting begins with praying. All of a sudden, you begin to have intimacy with the Father. You get to know, listen to me, you get to know the Father. He distributes and just downloads in your heart his love, intimacy with the Father, his kindness. He is the perfect balance in all areas. We love because we're, we know how to love because he first loved us. This gives you all, all these things happen when you begin to seek him, the opportunity to know our father. It will, he will cause you to be the, just an amazing parent. Parenting begins with, okay, two of you already know. <laughs> two of you going to pray. Let's try it again. Try it. Let's try it one more time. Parenting begins with, that's not, that's not just like this little trite thing. Come to church and, oh, Pastor J.O. said, I got to. If you want to really parent, I'll pick that praying over any book that you hand me other than the Bible. Because the Holy Spirit, if you're in tune with the Holy Spirit, he's going to lead and he's going to guide you. He's going to show you what to do with that kid or how to treat that, how to talk to that kid. I'm going to tell you right now, Parenting begins with praying. I want to give you five pillars this morning that I believe pillars of parenting. Now, once again, I'm talking about parenting, but you can apply principles of God in many areas of your life. It's like, Jay, I don't have any kids. 
Well, you can learn some, some principles of, of, of relationships, and they can, will impact you in any relationship that you're dealing with. I wanna, I, but I am talking about, I, no excuse, I am talking toward parenting today. When we're in this whole relationship series, we're going to cover a lot of different areas of relationships. If you would turn with me to Genesis 126, verses 126 through 27. And it says this, then God said, there's a, there's a word in here that I really want you to hear this morning. Then God said, let us make man in our image. Say that with me, image, image. According to our likeness, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over the cattle of all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man, God created man in his own, go with me church, in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. Image. Image is a phantom. It's a resemblance. Uh, it could even be an idol image. This is my question to you. Very important question. Number one, what image does your children see in you, parent? What's the very first image that you portray? Who are you at home? What image is your kids seeing and experiencing on a day-to-day basis? What image? Are they seeing the image of God through you? Or are they seeing a graven image? Are they seeing a, a, a persona? Are they seeing a fake image? Or what kind of image? You are made in the image of God, and what your kids needs to see through you is God through you. I'm going to teach you right now how to jack up your kids. I can teach you in about 15 seconds how to really jack your kids up. You ready? 15 seconds. I'm going to teach you this so you never do it. Live in a hypocritical life. If you're acting this way today and you act a certain way on Monday, or you act a certain way with friends and family, but all hell is breaking loose in your house, and you're a full-blown hypocrite, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to jack up your kids. You're going to cause them to be little liars and little rebellion, little kids running around. I'm going to tell you that right now. Hypocrisy will jack up your little kids. They need to see the real deal at all times. That's why, first of all, let me go back to the thing I told you in the beginning. Parenting begins with praying because when you're intimate with the Father and he's downloading in you, he's transforming you through his word, they're going to see the image of God flowing through you. If they don't see that image, you can really jack up your kids. They need to see the resemblance of you and the father. Do they see through mom and dad the image of their father? What shadow are you casting every day? Is this a beautiful shadow on Saturday and Sunday? And you're a whole different other person at home. Or you're a different person in public. Hypocrisy will shatter your kids. As you spend time 
with the Father, seeking the perfect parent's face, I believe that your life will be absolutely transformed and you're going to illuminate the image of the Father. Not seeking after the next hundred grand. If you make a hundred grand, so be it. But seek him first. Not, 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 not seeking after the next best, but seeking the face of the Father. We got to get a hold of why we were created and who we were created after. We were created after his image, and your kids need to see Jesus through you. If you don't know your goal in life, let me give you your goal. Somebody may have told you a lie. You listen to the culture or what have you. Your goal in life is to become like Jesus, period. Four or five of you believe that. You better get a hold of that right now. Your goal is to become like Jesus. That's our goal. That's our thriving. That's, that's our seeking. That's, that's why we're in the world. That's why we're here today is to become more like Jesus. I'm far from that, but hey, I'm closer than I used to be. And if you draw nigh to him, he's going to draw nigh to you. Now I'm in a little different position, me and Ray Dean. We want to show the image to our kids, but we also want to show that godly image to our grandkids. Everyone say image. image. Selah. What image is your kids experiencing through you and your wife or your wife and you or you as a single parent? What image are they experiencing? You were made in the image of God. God can shine through you by spending time with him. Number two. Number two, bless them. Say that with me. Bless them. Bless them. This world is full of cursed kids. I see it everywhere. I see it on the news. I see it on the newspaper. Cursed kids. It's not like you ever had kids and you decide you want to curse them, but a lot of things that we do, if we're not careful, we can curse our kids. This is what God did. God blessed them. Right from the get-go, God blessed them. You may be saying, J.O., you don't know my kids. They don't deserve no blessing. Well, you got to wonder what got them there. Why are they acting out? This is what the Bible says, Genesis 1, 28. Then God blessed them. Then God blessed them. And God said to them, be fruitful and multiply. We're not talking to you if you're 14 years old right now. We'll, that's later on when you're married. Fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over living thing that moves on the earth. Bless them. God wants you to bless your kids. That bless means the act of adoration. It means altogether a salute. It means a congratulations, a praise, and a thanks. You are to bless your kids. Say that. Say this with me. Bless them. Bless them. A spirit of blessing upon you. Bless in the city. Bless in the town. Bless in the village. When they come to school, when they come home from school, whatever, God wants you to bless them. This is the spirit of life. Jesus, why did people so attracted to Jesus? Because he was so full of life. He was a blessing. There's so many kids are cursed. I believe it has to be stemmed from home. God wants to absolutely break the curses off of all of our kids. And I can tell you right now what will break a curse is God's blessing over their life. Bless them. Bless your kids. 
Bless them all the days of life. Hey, just because my kids are 30 and 28 years old, I still want to bless them. I don't care how old they are, how big they get, how hairy they get. I want to bless my kids. What's the what? The bless. Who's the, what's the who? The kids. What's the why? Because God blesses us. And how? What's the how? We bless our kids in many different areas. We bless them with words. Say that with me, words. This is the building block of life right here, your tongue, your words. Of course, we know life and death is in the, in the, but every day you can bless your kids with words. You can bless your kids with actions. Bless your kids with gifts. Don't have to be big gifts, but you can bless your kids with, bless them with your countenance. Bless, here daddy, bless your kids with time. Spend 18 hours at work and you got a five-year-old. Do you think they care that you're providing? I'm glad, glad that you're providing. I, I think every man should provide and, and, and protect and love their family. But I'm telling you, there's a balance involved in that. They, they, they want to know that you're with them. They want to be with you. Time. Bless them with your time. Bless them with affections. Bless them with hugs and kisses. My son, you know, he leads worship right here. He's taller than me. He's hairier than me. Big beard. And I kiss him all the time right here. You know why? Because I'm his daddy. And that's what I'm going to do. I kiss my daughter. Hug my daughter. That's what I'm going to do. I don't need your vote. I don't care if you vote good or bad. I don't care your opinion on that. I know what a daddy's supposed to do. And... People get hung up on 18. I don't care if you're 18 or 28. You're my child. And we're to bless our kids. I don't have no kids. Well, bless some kids. Bless your nephews and nieces. Bless your crazy cousins. Bless some kids in the neighborhood. Bless them. I bless them in public. I brag on them in public. I'll bless them in private. I'll bless, bless them with the truth. You, you want to bless your kids? Tell them the truth. Tell them the real truth. Tell them in love, but tell them the truth. Bless them by being a parent. What do you mean by that? They don't need you to be their buddy. They don't need you to be your sister. They need a parent. Oh, man, I... I, I look at parents sometimes, they be trying to be so cool. It's like, what are you doing? Your, your, your child needs you to be parent. That's how you can bless them. Um, J.O., I don't, you know, that's your personality. I don't, I don't have that type of personality. I'm not going to hug, <laughs> hug my kids. I'm not going to kiss my kids. They don't. They don't want your personality. I don't, I don't care about your personality. I don't care what your Instagram number is. I don't care if you're a collie or border or retriever or whatever personality trait you got or whatever you filled out. They need your love. We got too many Dr. Spocks around. You need to love your kids. You need to bless them. Sometimes Jojo, my little grandson, 
last couple days, he'd been running around like a pirate. You got a little pirate outfit. You see the kids, they get new outfits. They want to sleep in them. They want to eat in them. They want to do everything. And I just tell him, I says, hey, you know, I got some of this from Jason, our children's pastor. Hey, you are a wise, holy, godly pirate. You ain't no crazy, rebellious pirate. You're a holy pirate. What are you doing, J.O.? I'm constantly speaking in my grandkids and my kids' life the truth of who they are. I'm going to, I whisper in his ear, I tell him all, oh, you man of God, I'm just going to download in the, where are they going to get that if it's not from you? You speak that truth. That's, that's how you bless them. And I also, sometimes Jojo, he's full of energy. He's pretty excited. And sometimes he'll, you know, treat his mother not right. And I'll go, hey, Jojo, your mother is our daughter. And you need to be kind to your mother, our daughter. Right? And, and so far, none of my kids have said, Daddy, don't be, you know, you know, just, just kind of calm down. But I'm going to discipline my grandkids, too, until my kids rebuke me or something. <laughs> I'm going to praise them. I give them gifts. Jojo, he liked to go to Dairy Queen and get a cherry dip cone. Yo. We love that. Raiden gets a chocolate. I get a cherry dip. He gets a cherry dip. But I'm also going to discipline them too. I told you before, I don't just jump on every fad that's coming through town and every cultural thing that might be happening. If you leave your kids undisciplined, they will act foolish. You don't want to raise a fool. I didn't say abuse them. I said discipline them. And I know that's not like cool these days. And I don't know what happened, you know. I don't know what book you've been reading from California. I'm going to read the Bible. And I love Californians. You from California? I love you. Me and my beautiful wife, we met in California. My kids both born in California. I'm from South Carolina. She's an Idahoan. I love California, but I don't like their government. I don't like a lot what they stand for. I'm not talking politics. I'm talking about Bible, yo. And I learned discipline and what I do and how I raise my kids from the Bible, not the 23 best parenting books from California. And my Bible tells me to discipline, not abuse. My kids, you know, disciplined them when they were young. Uh, they, they got, it's like this, if words didn't work, it was like one or three licks. I'd go to the kitchen, get that, get that wooden spoon, right? Just For some reason, that was just our family thing, wooden spoon. I calm down because they drive me crazy. I don't want to discipline out of anger. I want to discipline out of love. And usually when I'm going to get the, the spoon, you know, that's already working on them. If I tell them to go get in the room, they're having meltdowns, right? And if it was, you know, something that they choose to do over and over and over, it's a lick or three licks, right? If, if you don't discipline your kids, you're going to devastate them. If you want to bless your kids... Be consistent in your discipline. Now, you can also 
devastate your kids if you abuse them. They'll never abuse your kids. Gosh, that's crazy. Don't walk out of here and go, oh, the pastor in jail, he's from the hottest city here. He tell you to beat your kids. I'm not saying any of that nonsense. I'm saying if you don't want to raise a fool, you need to discipline your children. If you don't want them to make your wife look like a fool, you need to discipline your kids. I'll back that any day with Proverbs over any book that you show me because it absolutely works. There's a radical middle in many things, but you need to learn that radical middle for every kid. With Jamie, she was tough as nails. Mom would discipline her and she'd go, that didn't hurt. (laughs) Well, you wait till daddy gets home. But Seth, all I had to do was look at Seth and Seth's like, Every kid's different. You need to know how to discipline your kids. But don't listen to all the nonsense of not, man, you got you to do what, what's right for your children. And that's a beautiful way that you can bless your kids. Number three, subdue and dominion. The Bible says, fill the earth, subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, over every living thing that moves on earth. Listen to me. Your kids have been given God's authority. And the way that they need to understand that they have dominion, they are, listen, your kids are a big deal. Your kids are a big deal. The Holy Spirit, they're believing, he lives inside of them. God's given them authority over all the power of the enemy. If you don't teach them who they really are in Christ, The enemy will work that against them. You need to, dads, you need to download inside your kids who they really are. That they have the authority of God inside them. They can speak to mountains and they'll move. You got to download in them the dominion and the the authority that they have. That dominion means to tread upon. And I want to let you know, your kid is a child of the king. Your kid is a big thing. They're not just an animal. They're not just a mass of tissue. Come on. They're not evolving. They're a man and woman of God. Made in the image of the Father. He wonderfully, beautifully created intricately in, 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 inside the womb, Psalms 139. I'm going to go quickly on these because I camped out so long on discipline. Just to get under your skin a little bit. Because you'd be thinking, three and one lick, three and one lick, three and one lick. <laughs> Number four, somebody say very good. Your kids are very good gifts from the Father. The Bible says, and God saw everything that he had made, and indeed it was very good. That was on the sixth day. Adam and Eve was made on the sixth day. Guess what the next day was? What'd they do? They rested. They didn't have to do anything to earn the love of the Father. After they were created, they, all they had to do was rest. He just wanted them to be in relationship with him. It wasn't about works. It wasn't about religion. It was about resting in him. God has given you this thing called children, and they are an inheritance. They are a heritage from the, they are gifts. They are very good gifts from the Father to you. And we need to remember that. 
Listen to what the Bible says. It says in Psalms 137, I'm sorry, 127 verse 3. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb a reward. That, that, that heritage is an inheritance, an award. That's who they are. You know, on Tuesdays, we have very intense meetings here. Tuesdays is our big meeting day. And me and Seth, ever since he used to come home from college, and you know what we do? We would debate. Because I had to get some of that craziness that he was learning out of him. I had to. I was like, that ain't the Bible, man. And we would debate, and it was always a good thing most of the time. Most of the time. But even these days, we, we have meetings. And a lot of times on Tuesdays, i got to say, hey, how are we doing? I felt like the Lord spoke to me very clearly one day for me to honor my son. I don't know if I'd ever thought that way. I'd always played the car. Honor your parents so it goes well with you. You have a long life. I could play that card all day, right? But how about me honoring my kids? Wow. I want to honor them also because they are gifts from God to you and I. Your little kid that's driving you crazy right now, occasionally, four years old, they are a gift from God. Jail, they acting out. Remember, they're somewhere in the future, and they look much better than they do right now. They're somewhere in the future, and they look much better than they do right They're somewhere in the future, and they look much better than they do right now. My son didn't always act like he does today. My daughter definitely didn't. Right, right? They were wonderful kids, but you don't give up on them. They're gifts from God. They're an inheritance. They're these arrows that God's given you. Wow. Feel your quiver full, straight, beautifully fletched, broad head, man, to shoot out, to do some damage in this life against the enemy. My last one is this, number five. Some of y'all won't like this one, but bear with me. I want you to feel me because it may just, you may want to tweak your life a little bit. The Bible says in Genesis 2, 2.18, and the Lord said, it is not good that man should be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. How many of you ever seen the movie Home Alone? If you saw the movie Home Alone, raise your hand real high. Keep it up for a minute. Keep it up. That's a lot of people, man. How many of you like the, the movie Home Alone? Pretty good, huh? Let me, let me tell you something right now. It's a movie. That really didn't work. It didn't happen. That little, I love it, too. That little dude, man, he was ambushing those burglars, man, losing hair, getting fried, all that stuff. I loved all that. I loved all that. But it was a movie. It wasn't real. Well, you say, why do you say that, J.O.? Listen, our kids should not be raising themselves. Now, I'm super sensitive to this area because I know our generation has lots of single moms and single dads. I get that. Some people work in three jobs to make it. I get that. I'm not saying that we never left our kids alone. But you don't want your 12-year-old playing gaming for 14 hours a day. 
You don't want your 15-year-old being raised on Google and the internet. You don't want your 13-year-old being trained up by the 14-year-old down the street. I used to hang out, hang out with some crazy cousins I had, crazy cousins. All the stuff that I got in trouble for was usually when I was alone. You don't want your kids being raised all alone in their own little head. Come on, somebody. Sometimes, listen, we're to raise them up. We're to train them up. We're, we're there to, to be with them. We might have to sacrifice at this point in our life. It's worth it. Do what you can. Don't. It's, okay, Bible. It is not good that man should be alone. What's man? Your children. Don't let them raise themselves and be alone. If you're a single mom, I'm feeling you. Do everything that you can to spend time with them. To this day, we still typically have family nights on Monday nights. Do everything you can to put those rocks, that, that altar in place so that your kids are not raising themselves. Amen? I asked my wife today, she come up with this beautiful creation years ago on family. And I asked her, would you please read this today? And she's going to read family. This is family. Our greatest investment, our highest goal, our most prized achievement does not hang on a wall or grow in a bank. They sleep in the room scattered throughout our homes. This is where faith lives where dreams are fulfilled and hearts are strengthened, where sons are knighted with courage, daughters are crowned with beauty, and husbands and wives find their best selves in each other. This is where we willingly give our whole self to the cause, where selfishness is starved, graciousness is nourished, and all are fed at the table of understanding. This is where hope lives. The walls are protection, the doors are opportunity. The windows allow for blessings to come in and go out. Even the floorboards cheer on the feet that walk in purpose and destiny. Where souls prosper in health and wisdom and generosity. Where the law of kindness arrests limitations from lies and liberates truth to reign. This is family. Mm. Thank you, sweetheart. This is family.